Hello everyone, my name is David Smith and this is the Armchair Commentary, a podcast that takes you down sports memory lane. Every week we find an older sporting event, I won't always say old, and we relive it, whether it's home runs, wrestling, basketball, hockey, football, we do it all. The music for this podcast is provided by Upbeat.io. Check out Upbeat.io for all of the music used inside this podcast. If you are interested in reading the show notes to this show, you can actually head over to WordPress Armchair Commentary. Uh, I have it linked in the description, so don't forget to check that out. It will also be in the notes of this podcast. Last but not least, I want to thank each and every one of you for taking the time to download this episode, to listen to this episode from wherever you are. Uh, It's free, but it means a lot to me, so thank you. Without further ado, let's get into it. There are few things more enjoyable in life than a hero defeating a villain. Whether it's Superman taking down Lex Luger, or the Yankees losing to basically anyone, we love when a hero has a chance to win. And in the world of pro wrestling, there were few heroes bigger in the 80s than Hulk Hogan. Hulkamania had taken hold, and most kids who were watching wrestling loved Hogan. He was everything America was about. So it was certainly a shock when his longtime friend and actual giant of a man, Andre the Giant, had challenged the real American hero to a match at WrestleMania 3. Now before we dig into WrestleMania 3's match so that we can make our way eventually to WrestleMania 4, let's set out some pretty important facts that are critical to how we got to this point. Hogan and Andre were incredibly close. They would often be seen working together taking down the villains of the WWE, Andre was typically seen as a good guy, a babyface in the world of wrestling. But before WrestleMania 3, Andre decided to turn heel after some drama over the size of the statue of an award. Someone's trophy was a little bit smaller than the other guy's trophy. Andre appeared on an episode of Piper's Pit, a talk show hosted by Rowdy Roddy Piper announcing his new manager, Bobby Heenan. Now, for those that know Bobby Heenan, he was a total enemy of Hulk Hogan. Hulk freaked out, begged Andre to change his mind, but Andre refused, ripping the classic Hulk Hogan shirt right off his back. Andre basically ragdolled Hogan, showing just how big he really was. Andre then had the ultimate betrayal. He challenged him to a match at WrestleMania 3 for the title. Now, WrestleMania 3 was significant, not just for the size of the audience, but Andre the Giant had not been defeated in his entire 15-year career, which is clearly untrue, but who cares about facts and wrestling anyway? Nobody's going back and looking at the books and saying, well, actually, he was defeated. It was about the story. And after a string of excellent matches, we were finally at the main event of WrestleMania 3. Hogan versus Andre. Now for fans of wrestling, this was an incredibly conflicting match. Mostly babyface Andre was now suddenly a heel, a bad guy. And for a title, he had to face 
the new face of the organization, Hulk Hogan. The match proceeded as expected, back and forth, no one really gaining traction until the moment most fans were shocked, when Andre the Giant, the eighth wonder of the world, was body slammed by Hulk Hogan. Now this was completely shocking. The biggest superstar in WWE was literally thrown down and lost for the first time, allegedly, in 15 years. Now that was a long trip to take for us to get to WrestleMania 4, but I think the background on Andre and Hogan was particularly important. The lead up to WrestleMania 4 included the most important match, which included an evil twin uh, and some wonky countouts, and it ultimately led to the drama that happened at WrestleMania 4. Now, Ted DiBiase and Virgil were at Andre's side, having spent the year as a true heel, featuring many again, uh, matches against Andre. They start with a fury. The Million Dollar Man was giving the Giants some advice, and Hogan came flying in, knocking Andre right to the ground, kicking Virgil and the Million Dollar Man off the apron. Hogan continued to smash the Giant, seemingly making no progress. Andre continued to take shots from Hogan. DiBiase and Virgil did their best job trying to distract the ref, and Hogan for that matter. Andre not in the best condition, his health wasn't great at that point, was taking an absolute beating. Hogan worked his way up to the top rope and leapt at Andre, missing on the way down. Andre tried a head smash, and boom, both men were on the mat. Andre finally started making some moves. A few whips into the turnbuckle, a stomp, and Hogan was reeling. Andre grabbed a scoop, Andre slammed, Hogan was in trouble. Hogan spent more time on the apron as Andre continued to work him over. This match was clearly in Andre the Giant's corner, and Hulk wasn't able to get much going. And after a big boot, Hogan ended up outside the ring. And, you know, just to make sure that he didn't get counted out, good guy Virgil tossed him back into the ring. Can't have any countouts. The crowd was so disappointed with the way the match was going. After all, Hulk Hogan was still the face of the franchise. And while Andre was choking Hogan, all of the Hulkamaniacs started making noise. And Hogan rose, fighting out of the choke. The match had flipped again. Hogan made his way up the ropes, this time making contact. After some more back and forth, Hogan had Andre pinned. The referee was distracted by Virgil. And after Andre forced a pin, with Hulk shoulder clearly off the mat, Andre was awarded the title. Andre then did the most despicable thing that we could ever think of. He turned and immediately conceded the title over to the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. Every wrestling fan was shocked. The evil Hebner had been paid off and the entire time we had no idea. We had a title that was ultimately decided to be vacated. So no current champion and WrestleMania on the horizon, what would happen? Well, a tournament was devised with 14 wrestlers. In the first round, it was the Million Dollar Man defeating Hacksaw Jim Duggan, The Rock Don Morocco beating Dino Bravo, Macho Man Randy Savage, who, let's face it, who this mania really was focused on, beat out the natural Butch Reed, Greg the Hammer Valentine defeated Ricky the Dragon Steamboat in an incredible match. 
and the one-man gang beat Bam Bam Bigelow and Ravishing Rick Rude tied with Jake the Snake. And both those guys were eliminated. One-man gang secured a buy into the next round, and of course, because Hulk and Andre were both former champions, and by these incredibly well-thought-out, not-at-all-arbitrary rules, they received a buy and qualified for the next round. It's less confusing than the new NBA play, so don't even worry. Now, Andre and Hulk set to face off in the quarterfinals. Wait a second, quarterfinals? But I thought this was the big match of WrestleMania 4. Yeah, that's right. The quarterfinals. Andre and Hulk went to battle. Hulk smashed Andre with a chair. Very heel move. Andre smashed Hulk with the chair, which is pretty on brand for Andre at that time. There was some back and forth, but that was it. Both men disqualified. Pretty unsatisfactory end. The tournament continued, and you're probably asking, wait, aren't both of the focus subjects of the episode already eliminated? Well, here's the thing. Andre was always by the Million Dollar Man's side, and people hated Ted DiBiase, and he was facing off against the Macho Man Randy Savage, who was half of the Mega Powers Alliance with Odin. So while Andre was ringside with his new pal DiBiase, Miss Elizabeth went and got Hogan to come help out Macho. Savage ultimately won the match, proving once again that heroes typically prevail. Why did we take that trip down memory lane? Well, it didn't even feature any of the competitors we were talking about. Asking a lot of questions, and got some answers. After WrestleMania 4, Hogan took a leave of absence to pursue movies, and Andre wasn't really the same, despite working for what feels like forever. He was during his peak in 87 and 88, and I don't know if we'll ever see uh, someone in that kind of stratosphere again. Having someone you look up to turn into the bad guy was shocking. It was a lot for little heads to handle. Most kids couldn't even understand how this could happen. I mean, they were barely able to tie their shoes, let alone figure out how the guy who they thought was their hero could become the bad guy. And to this day, Andre getting slammed at WrestleMania 3 is a keystone event in wrestling history. I would argue Andre putting the belt on the Million Dollar Man should be right up there. Once again, I'd like to thank Upbeat.io for the music for this podcast. Check out Upbeat.io and check the description if you'd like access to the music that I use in this episode. I'd like to thank my partner, Brianna, for always being there and supporting me through all of this. She has been incredible and I am super happy to have her uh, in my life. So thank you, babe. Uh, I'd like to thank anyone who's taken the time out of their day to listen to any one of my episodes over the last three plus years. It has been quite an adventure we've been on and I am happy to continue to do this. Just keep sharing those episodes out and let's continue to grow this thing. If there's a historic moment that you're interested in me covering for the Armchair Commentary, feel free to reach out to me on social media. You can find me at Armchair Common 2 on Twitter. 
find me at Armchair Commentary on Instagram and on Facebook at Armchair Commentary. Look for the logo. You'll find me. I am right there. It has been an interesting week. I am so happy to take you on this fun walk down memory lane. Let's do it again uh, soon. Be safe. Take care.